Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse and Federal Baseball on the line. Coming to you after the Nationals drop another one. 2 nothing tonight in Miami. Once I get back to my computer after turning my TV down, we'll get into the stats. Jose Fernandez on the mound, Doghouse for the Miami Marlins. Returning from DL stint for a biceps. That's biceps, not biceps strain. After going 4-0 with a 2-3-0 ERA, 1-7-5 SIP, 2-13, 2-63, line against, and 43 innings pitched after returning from Tommy John this season. 15-0 and 24 career starts at home since his MLB debut. A 1-1-4 ERA, a 2-1-6 FIP, 1-71, line against, and 157 and two-thirds. Four scoreless tonight on 56 pitches, 6Ks, 7Ks, 69 pitches after five. Breaking ball, just devastating. Got a button throw. Four backwards Ks, three swinging. Just really dominated the Nationals. He's out early because he's on a pitch count, and they're kind of monitoring going forward so they make sure they get him through the season. But five innings, two hits allowed, one walk, 7Ks, 69 pitches, 43 strikes. The Nationals just didn't come up with anything against Fernandez. Yeah, and, it, and it's really frustrating, not least of which because, as R. Lee Ermey in the guise of a therapist would say, he is a jack wagon. So to, <laughs> to see the Nationals put up nothing against him, really kind of frustrating. But what, what can you do? He's, he's a pretty good pitcher. He's, he's got great movement on that breaking ball, uh, a, a lot of velocity to, to play off of, to, to, to do with that, and uh, – a, a, a floating and pitcher-friendly strike zone tonight. Um, he he uh, he did well over his five innings. Made the Nationals look foolish. They they certainly weren't patient. Did not punish him. They were in a hurry to get themselves out. And by golly, they got themselves out. So you don't enjoy him smiling maniacally on the mound and laughing while he's striking people out left and right. Jack wagon. <laughs> Tanner Roark on the mound for the Nationals. Second start since returning to the rotation. Three and one in seven starts this season. Five two one ERA. Five four one fit. Two eighty nine. Three thirty seven. Four seventy one line against and thirty eight innings pitch as a starter. Three ten ERA. Two oh three. Two sixty three. Three sixty five line and twenty in the third career innings pitch versus the Marlins. Is that a two-out RBI single by J.T. Real Muto in the fourth? One nothing at that point. Get some help from his defense on some odd nine-six-four and one-six-five double plays along the way. Out after 69 pitches with two on and two out in the fifth. Uh, Sammy Solis gives up an opposite field RBI single by Justin Bohr. Two nothing at that point. This is kind of a I don't want to say a lost season for Tanner Roark, but probably didn't go as he planned before they signed Max Scherzer and he got bumped from the rotation. He's back in there now. You think he's going to be back in the rotation with Doug Fister, uh, Jordan Zimmerman, most likely moving on, or are we going to get some more bad luck from Tanner Roark? We'll kind of transition into some longer talk, <laughs> big picture talk, I suppose. I'm thinking Scherzer, Strasburg, Gio, uh, Joe Ross, Tanner Roark, A.J. Cole. Like, what do you think the Nationals rotation is going to be going into next season? Well, I, I think it's going to be n- not quite an open audition in uh, in spring training, but certainly it's going to be a competition. Uh, th- there's going to be opportunity there for anyone who wants to step up for people who are pitching at the higher levels. So that's going to be Ross, Roark, A.J. Cole, anyone else up there who's, who's doing well and showing that they can uh, – 
perform drink for at this level at this level, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I would not be surprised to see uh, to see a move for a veteran arm during the off season. You know, maybe on a one year contract, someone to to shore that up. Uh, so, I mean, from here, assuming no no trades or acquisitions b- between now and 2016, certainly it seems like Roark's going to have a shot at the rotation. And he didn't do badly tonight, certainly considering that he's kind of been whipsawed around over the course of the season and hasn't really had a chance to stretch out and pitch as a starter. You know, he did reasonably well. Uh, but... I don't think he's a lock for the rotation. Uh, I, I can see A.J. Cole bouncing back and taking his spot. Uh, it, it's going to depend on how things look uh, look next spring. It's going to be interesting to see because I think the thing that dooms Tanner Roark is his ability to pitch in both roles. He hasn't been particularly effective in either role so far this year just because he's been moving around so much. Even when he's in the bullpen, he hasn't had a set role there. He's kind of pitching in the eighth and ninth inning at times when they were dealing with injuries. He was pitched in a long relief role. He's been back in the rotation. And I I just hope more than anything after the 15 and 10 season and a really strong season in 2014 that they haven't kind of messed with him for good year and kind of messed him up going into the season because he hasn't looked particularly sharp at all this year. His strikeout numbers are down, as we've talked about it a couple times this year. And Hopefully they have one role for him going into next season and stick with it because I don't necessarily enjoy or like the way they've handled him this year overall. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I can't remember if I've, I've said this on the show recently or if it's just been I've, I've been blathering drunkenly to the people behind me in the stands who are good and sick of it by now. But uh, uh, Craig Stammen and, and his injury earlier in the season has, has just crippled this bullpen uh, in some ways. And I, I think the Nats were sort of hoping that, that Roark could step forward and be Craig Stammen this season. And, you know, for as talented as he is as a major league pitcher, he's not Craig Stammen. He doesn't have that same level of flexibility to, to bear down and give you high leverage over, over uh, an inning plus <clears throat> or, or one inning and also stretch out and give you two or three innings or more and, and act like a spot starter. And, you know, that's, that's nothing against Roark. That's a very difficult thing to do. And I, I think the the lack of Craig Stammen, who I, I think has been a favorite of mine for a long time, and I think underappreciated for his ability to swing back and forth among those roles and give you that flexibility of a high-leverage guy and almost a mop-up guy uh, is something that the, the Nats bullpen has really missed. And so they've had to force people into like bits and pieces of these roles and they've never really had good middle relief over the season. They've never really had uh, people that they really wanted to go to for swing back and forth for mop up and, and, and leverage roles. And Roark ended up getting kind of swept back and forth between, well, we, we want you to be a one inning guy. Well, we want you to be a two or three inning guy. Oh, come up and give us some starts now. Uh, it, 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 tough to, to switch back and forth like that, especially since in, in recent seasons he has been groomed as a major league starter. Uh, I, I would hope that next season he could take a step back from that and be the, the, the decent, reasonably reliable bottom of the rotation starter that we've seen him be 
uh, over the course of the last few seasons and, uh, and come through for that. But given how he's been tossed around, I don't know how that's messed with his, with his head, with his mechanics, with his approach. I don't think it's guaranteed that he's going to come back and, and be that, you know, sort of bottom of the rotation, reliable innings either that we'd want him to be. We'll get to another player who's switched roles and seemingly had an adverse effect on him in a moment. But for now, we'll go to Joe Ross, who also switched roles this time, came in on in his first appearance as a reliever in the Marlins sixth inning, gave up a one-out single and a bunt hit, leaves after striking out Casey McGeehee. Uh, Matt's want Ross to get through a full season. They declined to move him into a bullpen role earlier in the season when uh, he made a great couple starts uh, first coming up for the Nationals. They said they didn't think it was fair at that point to ask him to be able to warm up quickly and pitch in relief, which he's never done before. But as I mentioned, they're trying to get him through what it's like to go through a full season. So they have him in the pen now for the rest of the year. He came out tonight, two-thirds of an inning, gave up two hits, one K, and Looked good out there. His last uh, start, he didn't look particularly sharp. He was kind of spraying his fastball all over the place in one start and tired pretty quickly the second time out. So they've changed his role here. Are you okay with them just getting him through the season, using him in relief a little bit to make it, show him what it is to get through a full season in the majors like this? Yeah, you know, I, I'm really I, – I don't understand why they don't just shut him down at this point. I, I guess – you know, and, and I'm appreciating this because I, w- I went to a beer festival today, so I've been basically drinking for the last 10 hours. Uh, and, and there was there was this 90s cover band playing, playing of course, some Aranis Morissette. So i, I got to say, having Ross appear in relief of Roark instead of the other way around, is that like rain on your wedding day? Is that is that really ironic, or is it just kind of a funny coincidence? Anyhow, um, uh, if... if I'm sorry. Ross seems to be a, a, a legitimate talent here, uh, with, with promise for next year, and it seems like a reasonable person to pencil in for the Nats rotation next year. And he's he's well past the number of innings he's pitched in professional ball previously. And okay, be be careful with him. Maybe you don't want to have him throw starts, but I'm I'm not sure you want to like build up by ones and twos up to whatever his inning limit is for the year by having him do it out of the bullpen because you got to have him warm up and maybe he's throwing a little harder because he's excited because he's in a bullpen and it's not a start. I, I, I don't like using him in the bullpen role. Uh, if he's, if he's up to his innings limit, shut him down, bring him back for spring next year. And, and we'll, we'll see how it goes for filling out the rotation. Uh, at, at this point, you know, we're, we're not really trying to sprint to get to the postseason, so let's let's not risk our promising young arms by fiddling around with them in relief. I was just laughing at your Alanis Morissette-ish ironic comment because I noted in the beginning of this game that the Marlins announcer said that, ironically, both Tano Roark and Jose Fernandez were making their 44th career starts of the, <laughs> in the majors tonight, and I just hash brown that one. Not irony. It's actually a coincidence, but no, yeah, yeah that is just a funny coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> but they not, need some help not in the bullpen. Irony. <laughs> the Nationals need some help in the bullpen, as I referenced earlier, because Drew Thorne is apparently done for the season after struggling mightily in his last couple outings. Uh, Slam the. There's, I don't know if you've ever seen the clubhouses in, in Nationals Park, but they have uh, lockers. 
on top of the cube in their locker. He apparently slammed that shut and somehow fractured his thumb in the process, a non-displaced fracture in his right thumb, most likely done for the season. Mike Rizzo, uh, as I try to pull up the quote here on our Twitter feed, not particularly happy with the way things went down with that. Drew Storen has struggled, as I said, uh, really was rough the last couple months out on the mound here, had a tough go of it, and done for the season here. They're not happy about it. Rizzo said, sometimes you react inappropriately. It makes it tough on his teammates. It hurts the team. We're not too happy about it, which Nationals fans weren't particularly here to, thrilled to hear either because no one's happy that likes Drew Storen with the way he's been treated this year and the fact that he got bounced out of the closer role when they acquired Papelbon. But there's plenty of people, Thomas Boswell from the Washington Post in particular, talking about Drew Storen wanting a trade and most likely going to get it this winter as, as he just completely destroyed his uh, trade value at this point with a thumb injury now on top of the struggles of his last month. Yeah, well, I, I guess he's made himself a lot easier to trade because, you know, you, you won't even have to give a complete bag of balls to get him, maybe just two or three rolled over like old bratty ones that have been run over by a car. Um, that that's, that, that's pretty tough. I mean, it, it certainly seems that you know, from the outside, we can't project, although it's it's a, a great fan pastime to do so, the sort of, you know, internal drama and politics of, of what's going on with the players and, you know, this person is offended or, or that person's upset. But it, it certainly seems that, uh, that Storin, after having had a week where he had something to prove and showed it after the Papelbon trade, has just cratered. And now he's cratered and injured. So his trade value is essentially zero uh, based yeah. on his current performance. But, uh, you know, maybe you can you can point to his track record and say, okay, he'll bounce back. He's worth something. Please give us an entire an entire bag of practice balls that we can use in, in, in BP. Uh, it, it seems at this point that, uh, and again, this is just fan speculating, you know, even after he, he got the, uh, you know, the, the phone booth for the bullpen phone that uh, it, it seems there is some <laughs> permanent irrevocable alienation between between him and the club. And I think the uh, the, the injury is just the, the icing on that, that particular cake of, of, well, not to put too fine on a point on it, poop. <laughs> A pretty fine point. <laughs> we got to see a little more of Trey Turner's speed tonight on the base pass. He stole his second base of the season. I do believe it was his second, but whatever. Uh, I Last looking forward question of the year it was his second base now that I check. Who's going to be the Nationals opening day shortstop next season? I'm assuming Ian Desmond's no longer going to be here. They might play around a little bit with Trey Turner's arbitration clock and want him to, want him to start it back a little bit, especially since they brought him up early this year. If they think he's going to be the everyday shortstop for years to come, however, they might not care about that and might just buy out his arbitration years down uh, down the line somewhere and not worry about the arbitration clock. But they also have Danny Espinosa possibly at second at shortstop if uh, they want to move him over there. UNL Escobar didn't play it particularly well the last time he played it, but he's a possibility there. Uh, just looking forward, who do you think is going to be the opening day shortstop for the 2016 Washington Nationals? Ladies and gentlemen, your 2016 opening day shortstop for the Real Washington Nationals, Anthony Rendon. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you'd never suspect it. 
Uh, I'm kind of hoping for Rendon back at third, uh, Turner at short, and UNL Escobar over at second base with a healthy Ryan Zimmerman, though that might be too much to help, uh, ask for at this point. I, I would I would expect that Espinosa would start at shortstop for the year because I, I figure that uh, the, the Nats will play the arbitration games with Turner that he'll be up later in the season when it, whenever it works out for uh, for the arbitration clock in the Super Two uh, that he'll end up being the shortstop unless things go horribly wrong but that uh, next year we should see Rendon back at third uh, probably Trey Turner ending up getting the majority of the starts at, at short. And then uh, at second, uh, maybe Escobar, maybe uh, maybe Danny Espinoza. I think it's going to depend how each of them are hitting. Uh, although I got to say tonight, oh my gosh, Danny was just looking terrible at the plate, swinging at stuff that was like in under his hands and like off off the plate away and just horrid. Oh my gosh, that was some 2013 looking terrible swings out of Espinoza tonight. Not to take us too far over our time limit here, but are you comfortable with the idea of Michael Taylor and uh, Trey Turner getting significant at-bats for the Nationals next season? Well, I I don't think it's a question of comfort. I I don't see the Nats having a choice in the matter. Um, Mm -hmm. Given what they've shown us this year, uh, Taylor isn't going to give us the OBP, but he's going to give us the pop. I don't mind having him at the bottom of the order. Turner so far hasn't been able to get on base, but blah, blah, he starts slow at each level, needs time to get blah, blah. Um, he's certainly <laughs> fast. So if he can make contact, uh, we, we should be able to see some, uh, some, some hits and some getting on base and some running out of him. So the, the two of them at the bottom of the order doesn't bother me if people are healthy enough that we have some high OBP at the top of the order. I'll just note with a sad trombone noise that I think they officially ruined my projection of 94 wins tonight. I think they don't have enough games left to reach it at this point. 71 and 70 on the year. Nationals dropped their fifth straight overall, their second straight to Miami. Series finale tomorrow. Max Scherzer on the mound and Marlins Park. We'll see if they can salvage one and stop the losing streak. Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Doug Houser, we will talk to you tomorrow. Go Nats.